Second Chronicles chapter 22 and 23. Then the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place, because the troops had come with the Arabs to camp, because the troops that had come with the Arabs to the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, became king of Judah. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king and reigned one year in Jerusalem. His, mother name, his mother's name was Athaliah, granddaughter of Omri. He walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother gave him evil advice. So he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, like the house of Ahab, for they were his advisors after the death of his father to his destruction. He also followed their advice and went with Joram, son of Israel's king Ahab, to fight against Hazael, king of Aram, in Ramoth-Gilead. The Arameans wounded Joram, so he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds they inflicted on him in Ramoth-Gilead. When he fought against Aram's king Hazael, then Judah's king Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, went down to Jezreel to visit Joram, son of Ahab, since Joram was ill. Ahaziah's downfall came from God when he went to Joram. When Ahaziah arrived, he went out with Joram to meet Jehu, son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. So when Jehu executed judgment on the house of Ahab, he found the rulers of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers who were serving Ahaziah, and he killed them. Then Jehu looked for Ahaziah, and Jehu's soldiers captured him. He was hiding in Samaria. So they brought Ahaziah to Jehu, and they killed him. The soldiers buried him, for they said, He is the grandson of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. So no one from the house of Ahaziah had the strength to rule the kingdom. When Athaliah, Ahaziah's mother, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to annihilate all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. Jehoshabeth, the king's daughter, rescued Joash, son of Ahaziah, from the king's sons who were being killed, and put him and, and the one who nursed him in a 
bedroom. Now, Jehoshabeath was the daughter of King Jehoram and the wife of Jehoiada the priest, since she was Ahaziah's sister. She hid Joash from Athaliah so that she did not kill him. While Athaliah ruled over the land, he was hiding with them in God's temple six years. Second Chronicles chapter 23. Then in the seventh year, Jehoiada summoned his courage and took the commanders of hundreds into a covenant with him. Azariah, son of Joraham, Ishmael, son of Jehohanan, Azariah, son of Obed, Mahaziah, son of Adai, and Eliashephat, son of Zikri. They made a circuit throughout Judah. They gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the families of Israel, and they came to Jerusalem. Then the whole assembly made a covenant with the king in God's temple. Jehoiada said to them, Here is the king's son. He must reign just as the Lord promised concerning David's sons. This is what you are to do. A third of you, priests and Levites, who are coming on duty on the Sabbath, are to be gatekeepers. A third are to be at the king's palace. And a third are to be at the foundation gate. And all the troops will be in the courtyards of the Lord's temple. No one is to enter the Lord's temple but the priests and those Levites who serve. They may enter because they are holy. But all the people are to obey the requirement of the Lord. You must completely surround the king with weapons in hand. Anyone who enters the temple is to be put to death. You must be with the king in all his daily tasks. So the commanders of hundreds did everything Jehoiada the priest commanded. They each brought their men, those coming on duty on the Sabbath and those going off duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest did not release the divisions. Jehoiada the priest gave to the commanders of hundreds kings. Jehoiada the priest gave to the commanders of hundreds King David's spears, shields, and quivers that were in God's temple. Then he stationed all the troops with their weapons in hand 
surrounding the king from the right side of the temple to the left side, by the altar and by the temple. They brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, gave him the testimony, and made him king. Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and cried, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise from the troops, the guards, and those praising the king, she went to the troops in the Lord's temple. As she looked, there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance. The commanders and the trumpeters were by the king. And all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets, while the singers with musical instruments were leading the praise. Athaliah tore her clothes and screamed, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest sent out the commanders of hundreds, those in charge of the army, saying, Take her out between the ranks and put anyone who follows her to death by the sword. For the priest had said, Don't put her to death in the Lord's temple. So they arrested her, and she went by the entrance of the horse's gate to the king's palace, where they put her to death. Then Jehoiada made a covenant between himself, the king, and the people, that they would be the Lord's people, that they would be the Lord's people. So all the people went to the temple of Baal and tore it down. They broke its altars and images into pieces and killed Matan, the priest of Baal at the altars. Then Jehoiada put the oversight of the Lord's temple into the hands of the Levitical priests, whom David had appointed over the Lord's temple, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, as it is written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and song ordained by David. He stationed gatekeepers at the gates of the Lord's temple so that nothing unclean could enter for any reason. Then he took with him the commanders of hundreds, the nobles, the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and brought the king down from the Lord's temple. They entered the king's palace through the upper gate and seated the king on the throne of the kingdom. All the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, for they had put Athaliah to death by the sword. Revelation chapter 10. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven 
surrounded by a cloud with the rainbow over his head. His face was like the sun. His legs were like fiery pillars. And he had a little scroll open in his hand. He put his right foot on the sea, his left on the land. And he cried out with a loud voice like a roaring lion. When he cried out, the seven thunders spoke with their voices. And when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders said, and do not write it down. Then the angel that I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven. He swore an oath by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it. There will no longer be an interval of time, but in the days of the sound of the seventh angel, when he will blow his trumpet, then God's hidden plan will be completed as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Now the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go, take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, Take and eat it. It will be bitter in your stomach, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I ate it, my stomach became bitter, and I was told, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Zechariah chapter 6. Then I looked up again and saw four chariots coming from between two mountains, and the mountains were made of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, the second chariot black horses, the third chariot white horses, and the fourth chariot dappled horses, all strong horses. So I inquired of the angel who was speaking with me, What are these, my Lord? The angel told me, These are the four spirits of heaven going out after 
presenting themselves to the Lord of the whole earth. The one with the black horses is going to the land of the north. The white horses are going after them. But the dappled horses are going to the land of the south. As the strong horses went out, they wanted to go patrol the earth. And the Lord said, Go, 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 go patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he summoned me, saying, See those going to the land of the north have pacified my spirit in the northern land. The word of the Lord came to me. Take an offering from the exiles, from Heldai, Tobijah, and Jedaiah, who have arrived from Babylon, and go that same day to the house of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Take silver and gold, make crowns, and place them on the head of of Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. You are to tell him, this is what the Lord of hosts says. Here is a man whose name is Branch. He will branch out from his place and build the Lord's temple. Yes, He will build the Lord's temple. He will be clothed in splendor and will sit on his throne and rule. There will also be a priest on his throne and there will be peaceful counsel between the two of them. The crown will reside in the Lord's temple as a memorial to Heldai, Tobijah, Jedaiah, and Hin, son of Zephaniah. People who are far off will come and build the Lord's temple, and you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. This will happen when you Fully obey the Lord your God. The Gospel according to John, chapter 9. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples questioned him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he was born blind. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work as long as I am in the world. I am the light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud 
on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So he left, washed, and came back seeing. So he washed, so he left, washed, and came back seeing. His neighbors and those who formerly had seen him as a beggar said, Isn't this the man who sat begging? Some said, He's the one. No, others were saying, But he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. Therefore they asked him, Then how are your eyes opened, he answered, the man called Jesus, made mud, spread it on my eyes, and told me, go to Siloam and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? they asked. I don't know, he said. They brought the man who used to be blind to the Pharisees. The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was on a Sabbath. So again, the Pharisees asked him how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, he told them. I washed and I can see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he doesn't keep the Sabbath. But others were saying, How can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. Again, they asked the blind man, What do you say about him since he opened your eyes? He's a prophet he said, the Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had received his sight. They asked him, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind, his parents answered. But we don't know how he now sees, and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. We will speak for, he will speak for himself. He will speak for himself. He's of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews. Since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him as Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. This is why his parents said he's of age. Ask him. So a second time, they summoned the man who had been blind 
and told him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. Then they asked him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? How did he open your eyes? I already told you, he said, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become his disciples too, do you? They ridiculed him. You're that man's disciple, but we're Moses's disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't know where he's from. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We don't know that God, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners. But if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he listens to him throughout history. No one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. You were born entirely in sin, they replied, and you are trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out, he found him and asked, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He asked. Jesus answered, You've, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord, he said and worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see and those who do not see, will become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and asked him, We aren't blind too, are we? If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains.